Before we begin this week's podcast, Rob Doings would like to take a moment to wish a hearty muzzle toff to Ruth and Neil on the occasion of their engagement. Hello. Hi, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to the 12th edition of Rum Doings. Po- yeah. Email address podcast at rumdoings.com if you're annoyed or otherwise entertained. Yes, that's right. Sorry if we entertain you. Yes. You can let us know. Yeah. You're very quiet then, Nick. I thought We've got I'd... a sleeping baby upstairs. Yeah, so I, I, bit... I, I thought I'd be a bit quiet and I usually am because I, I, I usually start like this and then end up shrieking. That's true. So what's our topic? The topic today is... Why have we suddenly run out of snow so soon? Snow? <laughs> we changed it to snow. I thought it was salt. Salt, sorry, salt. <laughs> Why have we suddenly run out of salt so soon? There we go. Yeah. That's our topic so we, we won't be discussing. And so, Nick, explain to me what I'm holding. Well, uh, in accordance with the weather we're being have, we've been having and this season that's just passed, we're mm-hmm. having what, what I call... It's not, we're having a break from rum today. We'll be going back to rum next, next week. Yeah. But today we're having a snowball for the year 2000, which was invented a few days ago on the approach of 2010. But as we all know, the year 2000 is the future. It hasn't happened Uh yet. Uh It always will be the future, won't it? Remember what all all that? That will be the car of the year 2000. Do you remember that? Uh Okay. So this is the snowball of the year 2000. Um, Listeners who are old enough to drink, which is very few of them, um, <laughs> think will, it is most of them. <laughs> will, will know that a snowball traditionally is the um, Dutch or Belgian uh, drink Advocar, which is an egg-based uh, mm-hmm. drink mixed with uh, lemonade. These days, lemonades are so full of artificial sweetness that it tastes quite unpleasant. So right. I decided to put a little twist on it, and I thought mm-hmm. since um, effectively Advocar is already uh, alcoholic custard, um, name something else that's based on custard, uh, and that's basically most ice, most good ice creams are effectively right. frozen custard. So I thought, we get the, the custard and we mix it with something nice and vanillary, like um, uh, cream soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I noticed that their bars do a cream soda with a traditional cream soda with a touch of um, raspberry. Right. And I added some raspberries to it as well now. So it's a kind of... And what do I have to stir it with here? And, and, and a Kit Kat finger to stir <laughs> it. And we, and we threw some raspberries in it as well. Some About equal, equal proportion of um, cream soda and avocado for those at home served yes. in a champagne glass. And um, it's meant to taste a bit like a ra- ra- like sort of melted raspberry ripple ice cream. For those who remember or know such things. So, John, why don't you have a little a little I'm tipple? I've stirred it up now. My kick mm. melting in my fingers. Mm-hmm. There are one problem with uh, yeah. chocolate-based utensils. <laughs> they tend to melt. Gosh, it tastes it tastes entirely delicious and like pudding and no, not like alcohol at all. <laughs> we're, we're moving more and more and more to just pudding, space and pudding. <laughs> yeah. in the but it is, ra- it is that raspberry, it's like melted ice cream raspberry mm. ripple, isn't it? So it's there. And you can pick up some of your raspberries with your stick. <laughs> my kick mm. stick. Mm. So we, now this is just be us. I think we should just quietly munch this. Well, we have to wait for the for, for the ladies and gentlemen at home. Oh yeah, to make their own. To make their own. I do suggest you do because it is quite nice, actually, isn't it? We should put out a recipe ahead of each podcast. Yeah, recipes and also the sorts of weird brands we're using for when we just mm. do pure rum. Don't worry, fans. Next week we'll be going back to to proper rum. Yeah, because there could be a lot of people angry on the forums. Well, people have gotten a bit cross when we moved away. I can't believe you've moved away from rum so soon. At some stage, we'll have to start repeating rums even more because we will run out of all the world's rums. It is important we started without rum as well. We did. People must remember that. Or sometimes old people complain about old traditions and you find out that actually they're not that old and they were invented in Germany anyway. (laughs) So it's the same thing. (laughs) A traditional rum doing should always have rum. Well, no, the original rum doings, of course, as we said last time, was not rum at all. It was... um, Napoleon Mandarin. That's it, the problem with our, um, our orthodox 
a traditionalist listeners. <laughs> we do have them. Yeah, they <laughs> <we> do. <laughs> um, another thing I've noticed about our listeners is, I suppose this is true about all podcasts, really, yeah. is that the latency, the, the amount of time between people who listen, who download and then listen, is, is quite long, isn't it? John, yes, can, that's right. Can you close? Can you close your web browser, please? No, John? I really want to find the email about you. <laughs> If you just search for podcast, it'll probably find podcast. If you search for the email address, because it'll be to there. Yes, that's what I'm going to do, but unfortunately mm. I haven't managed to find your internet yet. So, mm. so keep going, you're talking about the latency. Well, it, uh, isn't it interesting how sort of people who downloaded an episode a month or two ago are just suddenly posting up now saying, I'm just following your orders where you said to email Yes, me, that's right, yeah. And that kind of thing. Uh, I suppose that's what makes it quite different from a radio program, doesn't it? Um, so... Uh, it's just interesting that uh, when you think that all your downloads are finished, more yep. turn up. And when you think that everybody who's listened would have listened, more suddenly email in. I know that re- various relatives of mine uh, have, still haven't listened to episode 11. And I was, I was speaking to them about it at the weekend. Um, my, my sister-in-law, Dr. Alice, um, uh, I, I was complaining about episode 10. She didn't like the Now Show parody. Right. And so I said, well, you'll prefer episode 11 where? And she said, stop, don't spoil it. I haven't listened yet. As if it's some amazing... Spoilers, spoiler yes. warning. Yes, yeah, so I, I didn't uh, give a spoiler about what did or didn't happen in it. I should be filling in these silences, shouldn't I, rather than just staring at the uh, uh, This, uh, the this is something I've noticed. When people start shuffling around in papers yeah. or looking for emails during a thing, and the same thing happens with Adam and Joe, it just doesn't work. So I think you should just give up, actually. And we Look, can do that in the next podcast, shall we, John? I'm going to find it. I'm determined. You're very bullish. Because it's the very funniest thing I've ever read in my life. It, it was It was quite funny, I think I remember. Yes. Is this the right one? Yes, here we go. Yes. So this is from um, Adam Bolton, who wrote to us to say yeah. that, um, uh, explaining that he's a gamer to Nick's great disgust. We, we had two people say they weren't gamers. Yeah. I think. One of whom I don't believe. And one, yeah, who lived with another gamer and seemed yeah. to maybe sometimes play games, games. most yeah. days. Yeah. Not a single female cellist yeah. emailed in to say they listen, which is very disappointing. Mm. Um, and uh, this person then said, so I found the podcast through John's work on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. I have enjoyed it immensely. I like John's straight English nice guy persona that clashes dramatically with Nick's slightly foreign, slightly racist aristocrat. <laughs> well, that's a pipe of good description. That's how I think of you now, a slightly foreign, slightly racist aristocrat. <laughs> that's very good. Do you I say ar- aristocrat or aristocrat? It depends on um, the day, I think. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds better to say aristocrat. I think you say aristocratic. You don't say aristocratic, do you? No. Aristocrat. I don't know. You can slide between the two of them like on some slushy path. We've been over controversy before, haven't we? Many times. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that uh, pronunciations don't irk me as much as general grammatical enormities. Right. Like the word enormity. The word enormity doesn't Mm -hmm. mean a very big thing. It means a very bad thing. So remember that, please. Why? Surely it's the same root as enormous. It may well be, but tough. (laughs) <laughs> that just seems unfair. Yeah. It seems like the you know the word surely enormity does mean a big thing. Tough, no? It's banning that. Yeah, no, enormity doesn't mean a big thing. It means a big bad thing. Right. So you say um, one of John's many enormities <laughs> thank is you. his yeah. overconsumption of cream cakes and cream teas. Yeah, thank you. That's very yeah. kind of you. <laughs> or perhaps the cream tea prevent other enormities from taking place. <laughs> 
Can we think, how many minutes do we get in before you start accusing me of heinous crimes? Um, how many minutes? Not even eight minutes. Not even eight minutes in, and you're already you're already joined with Phil Collins and the Murdoch. (laughs) (laughs) Being equally innocent of the crimes that you accuse us of. (laughs) Yes, Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm not sure about Phil Collins being equally innocent. I am, I'm absolutely sure. And should he want to sue either of us, it would be you I recommend he pick. Yes, that's right. Let's be rude about Phil Collins again. That was really fun. People no, got cross with us. People got angry about it. I mean, do I really hate his music? I don't know. I think some of his, maybe some of his compositions are all right. It's just I don't like his voice. I don't like his persona. Yeah. Um, and I don't like what he represents. But other than that, he's fine. He was all right. And I hated Buster. The notion a- of him in Buster, not that I actually saw <laughs> I hated the poster for yeah, the couple of Buster, did. yeah. I hated the poster, <laughs> so didn't you? Exactly, absolutely. Mm. It was awful. Um, that, you know, he was quite a good drummer for Genesis. <laughs> yes. That was about it, really. I think, I think, yeah. Um, it, when he was in Jenny's size, he was all right, but then he just kind of got a big head and the, that pushed all his hair out. And that was <laughs> yeah, it. so that was what happened. Once the <laughs> hair fell, then <laughs> the greed set in. Yes. The and mind, and mind, the assumption mind. that he was a good lead singer, which I don't know. I mean, there must be... Shows you the limits of aesthetics. I can't stand. I think his voice is very uncollision, old manny, and sort of whiny. Yeah, it, but, but but other people think he's a wonderful singer. But you know, that's that's aesthetics for you. Surely, no one in the world likes another day in paradise. <laughs> think, think 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 twice. Think twice. It's, it's it's the massive overproduction of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's offensive about that song. I think that if it were a um, perfectly innocently sung uh, acoustic song. It would be all right. Right. But the fact that it's so massively overproduced with those ridiculous echoes and the phasing on his voice to try and give his voice a richer texture mm-hmm. uh, and, and all that kind of thing, the bombastic nature of it, I think, is what makes it so offensive. Yeah. That it's about homelessness mm-hmm. is perhaps even more offensive. It's, just the, it's so bad. Like Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill Bailey covers this better than anyone else. There's so many pop-ups appearing on my screen, I can barely concentrate <laughs> on what we're saying. Yeah. My antivirus subscription will expire soon. Well, it's it's a yeah, that's that's one running windows for you. It's like an Arab souk where <laughs> like the special chickens you get very good, very good carpet. Every two seconds you're trying to walk around and say, "Come, come in here, Mister. Do you good deal? Do you good deal? You got problem with your bag?" And that's basically what running windows is like. It's like fight your. I just want to do my work, and you got these people. Come, lo- lovely girls, lovely girls in back room. Being a tourist in Egypt is yeah. the same as using Windows. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. Although apparently everyone says that the best virus antivirus thing to use now is Windows own one. They've launched a free one that apparently is extremely good. Is it? Yeah. Apparently that's true. Well, I imagine, I, the vi- I imagine the people who write the antivirus programs are very angry about that. I would have thought so. Mm. But then it's hard to really care about Norton, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you care about poor old Norton? <laughs> poor old Mr. and Mrs. Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Norton have been eking out a subsistence <laughs> living right, in their little cottage in Norfolk. <laughs> and now Microsoft are going to force them to move out into the Norfolk Broads. Microsoft, and... their big supermarket down the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this message isn't going to go away, is oh, it? Oh, Mrs. Norton. Oh, Oh, Let's no. discuss the things that appear on my screen. Right, your license will expire in twenty days, and then you won't be so allowed license, to use the <laughs> license for free software. Is going to expire. I'm not quite sure how that works. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm gonna, you're not going to use Avast again. No. You can use, use Avira Antivir. Right. Oh, I like that one best. Right, indeed. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we have to clarify something. You've been discussing the weather on your. I have been quite frequently on your my little, little log recently, and you've caused some people to get a bit grumpy. Some consternation. Not not just Quirkus for once who gets grumpy all the time, but That's other, true. other other people. Hello, Quirkus. Other people <laughs> have gotten grumpy 
legitimately perhaps, but mm. others illegitimately, mm. I think. Mm. Um, I think some people just don't realise what it is you're criticising. So would you like to perhaps give a short praise very here? Very short, I'd be very short. A short praise here of what's been going on. We know there's been snow and the yes. issue is John quite likes having snow and very likes, much to, know, likes to know that he's going to have some snow. Exactly, and, and I um, have been promised snow on very many occasions and then mm. none has come. Mm. Um, to the point where I wonder whether killing that gypsy's children... Was, was something I shouldn't have done. Yes. Such that um, the, that famous picture of Britain they've had up on the on the BBC News site of the, mm. the NASA photo of Britain completely covered in snow. Yes. Normally that's what Britain would look like in the winter, except this fifty mile radius circle <laughs> around where, wherever I was stood yes. would be completely blank. I had this theory I should go to Austria one winter and see if I could just wipe the hills. Maybe you're a thermonuclear device. It could well be that. Maybe you're one. causing global warming. It could be me. Mm. Global, and it's global climate change. Don't say global warming. You're you're. <laughs> You're melting icicles. <laughs> melting the globe. Not ice. the icebergs, just ice icicles. icicles. <laughs> yes. Melting the polar icicles. <laughs> um, so, yes, and so very rarely does it snow, but so often do they promise it might. Or mm. say they say, tonight we should see up to 15, yeah. se- 15 centimetres of snow. Six, or, or worse, 16. Yes, just to be yes that's right. And not a plip will fall. By 2.28am, 16 <laughs> centimetres of snow will have fallen. That's right. And so the other day, it was absolutely promised, this was last Monday or Tuesday, I guess, mm. and they, they, they started the weather forecast at the beginning of that day saying that Bath would be the epicentre of this extraordinary snowfall. Mm. And I knew from the moment I saw that that this wouldn't happen. And so I very boldly, very bold, I'm a very brave man, mm. went to my blog mm. and said... Um, that this would not, not this would not happen, and they were they were going they were going to change their minds, and they were going to be mm-hmm. wrong. And the prediction was by three o'clock in the afternoon, we were going to have a phenomenal amount of snow yeah. falling on Bath. Um, and by midnight, when not a single flake had fallen, <laughs> actually, this was true. Three hours before they said there would be any, a giant flurry came, lay <laughs> um, dusting on the ground, and then went away after fifteen minutes. Yes, and then uh, so it was it was by midnight, not a single flake had fallen. But wasn't that. there some time more extraordinarily where they they said it it was snowing? Oh, yes. Actually, why, why, why oh, nothing was the, happening? The weather forecast from... Because uh, they said it was at three, then they said it would be six, and then they said it would be midnight. And then by one o'clock in the morning, the forecast maintained heavy snow yeah. for the last hour had fallen and, and mm. nothing. And yeah, it already had fallen. Had gone, yes. That's right. And yeah. then, but when we wake up, woke up in the morning, beautifully, there was a good couple of inches of snow. And I was, yeah. I was absolutely delighted. And a lot of people said, ah, ha, ha, that proves you wrong. Yeah. You said it wouldn't... And it proves me nothing but wrong. It was almost 20 foot... It was about 18 <laughs> hours like, later That's like when a, medium, when, when, when a medium... <laughs> Says, yes. Oh, you have a relative called the Pierre. Oh, I do have a relative called David. Ah, he's a male. Yes, there you go. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what it is. Of course, it, you know, it's cold. They could reading. predict that it was Warm going reading. to snow yeah. at yeah. some point. It as any, as frankly, anybody could Absolutely. by looking at the sky and, and thinking, looking at the temperature. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there was, there was the possibility of snow, but they got it 18 hours out and they got the volume wrong by about uh, three times. Yes. So we had a third less snow fall than they had predicted. Yeah. And by the end of the day, that blob over Bath that had been there first thing in the morning that I was contending would never happen was on London. Right. Yeah. So they were about 250 miles out as yes. well. Not only yes. 18 hours, but 250 miles. And therefore, my conclusion is they can't predict the weather. Yes. And that's fine. Yeah. So stop. Yeah. I mean, this, on the same day, I was looking at the uh, BBC weather, which is, of course comes from the Met Office. Mm-hmm. And um, it, what, was, what was most fun was seeing the predictions for the hourly... Well, they, they do the hourly forecast, you know, where they show every hour or every yes, two hours right, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Uh, they know exactly what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And all of the hourly forecasts said it was, go- it was going to be sunny. Yep. The whole lot, except that in the, in the early evening, some clouds came. Mm-hmm. But the forecast for the day, the daily forecast, said it was yep. going to be heavy snowing. Heavy snow. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, how, how, other, okay. how do you, how do you, and that's my problem. I mean, even internally, they were contradicting themselves at that exact yeah, yeah. moment. Now, I'm not going to say that um, it's wrong to be a meteorologist no. and it's wrong to try to predict the weather and to try and analyse what various um, try movements. To, try to analyse. To, yeah, try, try and try and, and analyse. No, what, try to. What, what various movements in the atmosphere and troposphere might mean. Mm-hmm. But stop pretending that you can do it right now because yes. you can't. Yeah. Um, you're no better than. A quite uneducated guess, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, no better, frankly, than staring at the sky and sticking your finger in the wind. Now, that's not a problem either, really. No. But A, stop pretending that you're better, because yep. you aren't. And B, stop pretending that spending millions and millions of pounds on a supercomputer is going to be able to crack the chaos yes, barrier. Because right. it doesn't. No, it's chaos. Uh, it's chaos. Yeah. You know, the, the one butterfly wing thing mm-hmm. is true. You know, there are too many factors for any computer in the world, no matter how big, to calculate because it doesn't know all the starting conditions. Yeah. There would have to be uh, a kind of uh, a sophisticated weather analysis kit on pretty much every cubic inch of Britain mm-hmm. to, yes. to do an accurate yes, forecast, right. and that's not going to happen. Exactly. And even then, it'll probably be between the two cubic inches, there'll be this weird little weird little draft which knocks the thing out of kilter anyway. So, And this is, this is reasonably unique to Britain, because we're a... We're a, a, a one is either unique or big... one is not unique. Uni means one. Oh, you know, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. But since you weren't gracious about being wrong about triand, I'm not yeah. going to be gracious about this. Okay. Um, because we're, we're a large island surrounded by seas on all sides. Not that large. But in terms of... Yes. Yes, we are quite large in terms of an island yes. country. We're um, bigger than Santelina. That's good to know. Mm. Um, we, you know, there's a swirling front coming from all sides in different oceans. And, and, and it's very, very difficult to predict, which is fine. So, so the conclusion is don't hmm. um what's very exciting is when you're watching the weather in america is they get it right because they, there will be a rainstorm in half an hour i remember watching a baseball game and it was mm-hmm. being delayed hmm. uh because of the rain and they were just showing they were showing you where the rain was coming from how much it would be and when it would happen they said it will arrive in in i think they said in 12 minutes in 12 minutes later the rain arrived hmm. because it's such a huge country you can just look across the horizon and see the rain coming yes there's no and that's absolutely fine so you can say that this rain hmm. is coming this way and we know that and yeah. it may change direction <coughs> at the last minute but it probably won't and, mm. and therefore it will rain on this game of baseball in a minute but then after that there's going to be a clear patch for two hours so we're going to be able to play so, so and it is yeah, it's true I mean, so that's fine whereas yeah, I looked yeah. At, we looked at the Met Office's key performance uh, targets mm-hmm. and what do they suggest that their precipitation guess I'm should assu- be I'm assuming we must be wrong about this it can't, they can't really be boasting this I think they are boasting it their target for precipitation was 0.42 or something something like that to slightly less than right <laughs> half the t- uh, right, slightly less than half being a right half the time I suppose they say well at least we sort of half the time we predicted <laughs> nearly half the time we predicted there <laughs> yeah. would be rain somewhere yeah it's brilliant well no, that's not very good because <laughs> an old man in a shed with a, with a cockerel can probably do that to be I honest. would have thought so <laughs> probably Ooh, my, my, bend, my sore knee wound yeah. says it's going to rain and that's Absolutely. the problem I mean because you can argue that, that we're being silly here but actually the techniques that are used by charlatans mm-hmm. and cold and warm reading merchants are used yeah. all the time here they yeah. hedge their bets they prevaricate they give themselves uh, selective passes mm-hmm. so they say well we predicted that today today there may be a, there is a possibility of showers <laughs> well which day isn't there a possibility of showers of really and they'll say yes well we were right we predicted there would be a possibility of showers and there was or we predicted there would be a possibility of showers and there wasn't they're right both times mm-hmm. absolutely no absolutely and they're, they're interestingly they're also defending partly cloudy well partly cloudy. what part 
it's, it's interesting they're also defend- scattered they're, they're defended by the audience yeah. in the same way so the, the medium who says um, I'm getting an M and then eventually it concludes it's, <laughs> and, it's, and, it's and they ignore all the things they, they got exactly. wrong the, the, the participant will afterward report back that the medium said they came up and talked to me about my grandfather David exactly and then they told me that he died of a heart attack I'm like, yeah. Yeah. and so but a, a disinterested party listens again mm-hmm. to the whole reading and says well he also got about 10 things wrong which you just blanked about and he um, didn't say he, only, he said d and he didn't say heart attack yeah. he said he said in the chest area which <laughs> yeah. is pretty much where most people yeah, die yeah it's a chest stomach area <laughs> that's yeah. the chest stomach lungs yeah. heart yes. kidney and you then said body. yes he had a heart attack yeah absolutely yeah. and so and the same thing happens with people so when i said this weather forecast was, is in, almost entirely wrong mm. were 18 hours late the opposite weather happened from the time they said it happened people angrily said to me they forecasted it would snow and it snowed mm. therefore they were right that's the same as the put the medium audience <laughs> yeah. saying Damn he said yeah. David, it's, yes. it's, it's insane. It's not good enough because they're not achieving what they purport to be able to achieve. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and not charging money. That's not a forecast. That's no. a, that's just a common sense in all the yeah. putrid no- notion of the word. Mm-hmm. The words. Um, so no, I, I can't allow it. I'm afraid we need to close down the Met Office. I think. Yep, that seems reasonable. Yeah, it's not going to do us a great deal of harm, is it? <laughs> no, let's be honest. Actually, it might do us some good because people will then be forced to um, set up what I think is probably uh, probably more effective, which is have lots of local localized observers who pretty much know the peculiar eddies and currents of their area, who then uh, do local semi accurate predictions you know they might say well actually we know that this this particular valley often mm-hmm. gets um this sort of precipitation at this time of the year so watch out for that have you seen the thing that's happening on twitter at the moment the uk snow uh, no, hashtag yeah, yeah. so what happens is people put a hash hash uk snow mm. and then they rate the snowfall out of 10 so it's, mm. it's not particularly accurate yeah so people will say i think this is about three or four out of 10 <coughs> kind of snow where mm. one is very little and yeah. 10 is a blizzard um, and then it's automatic. All those hashtags are being tracked by a Google map of Britain, yeah. which is then showing in real time where snow is falling yeah. based on the tweets that have been. So people put the sorry, they put their postcode and the, the rating out of ten, mm. and so it local it shows you where snow is falling mm. on the map of Britain in real time. So you have an accurate map of, snow, of snowfall, yeah. which is far more accurate than anything the Met Office. Well, has produced. well what's quite funny is then the Met Office also were, produ- were were telling us that it was heavily snowing. Mm-hmm. Outside their offices, right? <laughs> but the sky, the sky was blue at the time. He said, "Somebody should just walk outside on their fag break and say we should change that one." But I, I think we should give kudos to the guy who did the weather this morning. And uh, oh, I didn't hear it. BBC again. points west. This mm-hmm. is the southwest weather. Oh dear, that's where I began my day. Tawdry. Oh, it, it, I've never seen it in real life, but they, they have the clips on the weather website. Um, and they had, normally have this the, the weather guy who was the one last week who, who lied to me so severely, saying mm-hmm. he goes, "Guys, look." This is serious. This is a ser- This is the same warning they put out when the floods happened in the Midlands last year, mm. and then four hours later, did another forecast where he kind of he sheepishly looked at the camera and went, "Well, it seems that we might have been slightly off." In- <laughs> didn't, didn't they? You mean in the dire warnings that we're all going to die? You were slightly. <laughs> Who used off. the phrase? Oh well, it's in the lap of the gods. That was him. He said, "As for, as for Wednesday, that's in the lap of the gods." Right. So not your supercomputer. Then. <laughs> that's brilliant. So, but the guy the next day, uh, so that this morning even, who's a dude, normally is the weekend as far as I can mm. tell I've only just discovered these people from watching the weather in order to be angry about it um, he uh, he had the most fantastically frank weather forecast this morning he said mm. well to be honest we really don't know what this weather front's going to do we can't fig- I can't figure it out and the guy in the night be- the Mr. Soothsayer the doomsayer in the night before was saying um, <laughs> he was saying oh 10, 15, 20 centimetres oh it's going to be terrible snow watch out lock up your daughters <laughs> and um, this guy this morning went to be honest he went I'm not really convinced it's going to snow at all 
That's great. That's how I want my weather forecast. And there's a guy going, I don't know. I really genuinely don't know, but I'm not convinced it's going to snow. Maybe on the high grounds a little bit, but I think it's just probably they, probably they usually do on the high ground. His satellite behind him still showed the entire southwest swamped in a white blob, but he was going, I, I really don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether I get stuck in London this evening uh, as a consequence. That would be terrible for you. It'd be awful. Can you imagine having to sleep in London? <laughs> Wake up in the morning, black bogey. Oh, brother, black bogey. Does that go away when, you li- when you're native to London, the black bogey of riding on the oh, tube? it's just nonsense. It's not. It's, if you have to get buses and things, you come home with black snot. Oh, for goodness sake. What colour is your snot in Bath? A creamy Bath stone colour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a beautiful, delicate yellow. It's mm. mm. true. Bath is one of the most polluted cities in uh, in the country. Well, it's a, it's a, in a bowl. It's air, in a bowl, isn't it? it? Yeah. Probably why you don't get snow for some reason. It, well, we have a Bath has the most. It has its own unique weather patterns. It's very strange. This is why it doesn't normally snow, and why it's very exciting that it did this year. Um, the, uh, uh, the the thunderstorms is the one thing that makes up for all the lack of weather. Although we didn't get one in all of two thousand nine, but we normally Bath gets the most spectacular thunderstorms, and mm. I love nothing better than a good thunderstorm. As long as you're not struck by lightning. Well, I've never been struck by lightning so far, so I've yet to have that be a problem. Thunderstorms are, are good when you're cosy. Well, no, I like to go outside in them. Oh, you do? I like to uh, put, on, wish. put on my Mac. No, no, no. Cause, what, put on I'll your Mac, hold up your big metal rake. <laughs> That's right. Go have a golf club, climb to the top of a hill. Um, no, I mean, and say, try your best, Thor. <laughs> That's right. There's so little chance of being struck by lightning, you may as well go outside. Come on. Um, oh, all right then. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you go outside, and I, I put on my coat, and I go up and I climb a hill. And the last, the best storm I ever saw, we climbed up a wall on a hill next to some scaffolding. So we were kind of on that territory mm. of holding a glove cup aloft and challenging the skies. Mm. But it was be- it's beautiful. You see the most incredible lightning. It's wonderful. And there's nothing more exciting. I just absolutely adore a thunderstorm. Yes, uh, but if you want a good thunderstorm, you should go and live in a tropical country or in yeah. South Africa, where you pretty much get one every day at about 3.30 in the afternoon. It's just like a, your, your afternoon show, even in the summer, and then it's very hot afterwards. It's kind of... Yeah. It just clears itself out. I found that spoiled that I went on a scout camp to Denmark once. Oh, Denmark's not a tropical country. No, I, I dread to tell you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but it, it's not, it, we had a thunderstorm that lasted all week, so we were there for about five days, and it's, it thundered every day, and it never went away. So the sky would clear and go completely blue and sunny, mm. but we could always hear it on the distance, and it would just roll in thunder for 10 minutes and roll off again and actually that began to get slightly frustrating why was that because it didn't because you couldn't get anything done because it just kept this torrential rain would arrive every hour or so and you couldn't you don't predict want that it in, you don't want that in Denmark not in, not in a scout camp when you're mm. trying to do an assault course did, who, whom did or, you assault uh, <laughs> the smaller boys that's right. the tradition okay. <laughs> it's our good grief scouts was awful you didn't were like... you ever a member of any of these I was actually a member. I was actually a member of the uh, the Cub Scouts in, in South Africa oh you were how yes. did you find that well, I found it, found it amusing that they used the same syllabus that they'd inherited 50 years ago from... <laughs> Mr. Powell. From, from the United Kingdom. So right. a large p- amount of what we had to do was learn the history of the United Kingdom and learn how to draw the Union Jack and what each of the... Oh, uh, good. <laughs> what, what, each, what each proportion of the flag meant, and that's the flag of England. And I remember sitting in a scout hall in Johannesburg being told all about the Union Jack. And, um, that's brilliant. Uh, this is so very useful for yes, me. Yes, uh, and that kind of thing. And they were following it very diligently, even though they clearly knew it was nonsense. How odd. Um, uh, did, you, s- did you still have to dib, 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 dob, dob? No, we, we did dib, 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 oh, dob, you did, dob, dob, so you were yeah. kind of stuck about a decade behind. Oh, more than that, yeah, dib, dib, dob. Um, there was... There was um, we had to squat and shout 
with three Squats. fingers in a salute. Yes, you had to crouch yeah, down. Yeah, the three fingers salute. And, and shout, oh, Kayla. We'll do our best. We will, you... will do our best. Will you do your At best? What? Will you specify? Will you what? dib, dib, dib? Yes, we'll dob, dob, dob. What did that mean? Will you do your best, do your best, do your best? Yes, oh, we'll do our I best, see. do our best, do our best. I never knew that. I've learned a thing. Now you've learned something. I've learned a thing. So mm. it's, uh, yeah, Scouts with Scouts, though, was far worse. It was a horrific. No, I only did Cubs. I mean, Cubs was all right. I mean, it just got a bit. Yeah, it just got a bit tedious. I remember yeah. finding some of the things they did a bit peculiar, but fine. I mean, I went to a scout each to his own. <laughs> the corporal punishment, the beatings weren't that. You good. genuinely had corporal punishment. Um, I didn't get any, but there basically it was the the Arcala's son, who was slightly the older scout, would go mm-hmm. around punishing the younger ones for being naughty and that kind of oh, thing. I see. In a slightly, in a way, he wasn't really supposed to be doing, and was told not to in the end, and that yes. kind of thing. Um, I remember the scouts I went to was it was in Guildford, and it was. Um, well, I assume you, you went for Christ Scouts. No, no, it wasn't. It was. I think it was the most. I imagine if some, if there were any sort. I don't know if there's any organisation where some scouting authorities are meant to visit and check that it's being done properly. Because ours was not. <laughs> we barely wore uniforms and we just, just stand around and fight for about three hours on I a did, Friday I night. I hated it, and I went every week. And, Why? Well, my I had a couple of friends who were there, and so I went to see it, hang out with my friends. But genuinely, we were unable to organise it. The leaders were so inept that they couldn't organise any any decent events mm. and the um the act so the activities were poor and we were just generally we just played games and they were always incredibly violent games I, I, you, I can't be tripped up because of scouts okay. I've learned I'm invulnerable to being tripped up that's good um, I can you know I, I always catch myself and land back on my feet again <laughs> because I spent most of my Friday evenings in my teenage years being tripped up and pushed over see by the time as was everybody by else. the time you're a teenager you shouldn't be in such a movement I, don't I think. agree it doesn't seem to so work. I got to about I must have been 16 or 17 and I just one day just went I must have been 16 and I just mm. went I hate this so much. And I went along that evening and said, I'm, I'm never coming again. <laughs> I suddenly say? woke up. They what actually begged me to stay and offered me... Uh, you, could be, you could beat up the younger I boy. was already a patrol leader by this point. Patrol leader, so Oh, you can Nazi. be a, a slightly more important leader. Well, the, hit, the, Hitley, the Hitley was based on... <laughs> uh, not funny. I think they actually yes, did. it's probably true. They, they, I think they saw the scouting movements and British public schools and they learned their regiment, <laughs> regimental attitudes from that. It's not surprising. I mean, Baden-Powell's main objective in setting up the scouts was to find ways to stop boys masturbating, mm-hmm. Him um, and Mr. Kellogg. Him and Mr. Kellogg. Well, they're taking different paths. Yes, that's true. One, one inventing conflicts and the yeah. other scouts. Because corn, corn, there's nothing that quite uh, dampens the ardour than <laughs> limp corn. That's I find. True. Yeah. Actually, soggy cornflakes probably would put me off yeah. any, hey, any moment of, 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 of potential excitement. Yeah. A soggy cornflake probably wouldn't help. Cornflakes are depressing, really. Aren't they? Think s- about them. Really, just think about oh. them in the abstract. They, you, know, you take some corn, you, you, you squash it and toast it. It's depressing. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, that's not, that, why, when did that become breakfast? It's a, a cornflake is an unrealised frosty, isn't it, yes. really? They have the potential to be a frosty and they didn't make it that But even far. that, when did that become breakfast? It's, it's basically, it was all the stuff that they used to do for cattle feed and they made, <laughs> yeah, too, true. And they made too yeah. much of it. Yeah. You think I'm joking, that's actually what happened there. And they basically started overproducing the stuff. And they, they invented a whole new notion of breakfast cereal. Right. You know, before you'd have you'd have eggs and 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 quite protein filled dairy and egg filled breakfast. Yeah. And they said, well, we need to get a, we need to get rid of all these <laughs> crappy grains which have absolutely no vitamins in them. So they have to spray them with vitamins before mm-hmm. they put them in the box and that sort of thing. I, I, I'm growing increasingly wary of having cereals for breakfast. I feel I'm partaking of some swizz when I do so. so. I don't ever have cereal anymore. No. I quite like frosties, obviously, but I feel a bit a bit too old to eat frosties yeah. anymore. Victoria has. Cocoa Pops. Coco, you see, I was going to say Cocoa Pops. I don't like the uh, the dark chocolatey milk afterwards. You don't, well, that's the only point of it, isn't it? No, I find that you, what you end up with is, is slightly 
You'd rather have a bowl of cocoa puffs. I would rather have that because the problem with the the milk flavor, the, fl- the way they flavor the milk is actually really tepid. So you get very mm. under flavored milk. Well, it's not the and best quality Belgian chocolate. Is empty it, Rice Krispies is as a result. I don't. I'd either want the Rice Krispies nor the under flavored. What about milk. Rice Krispies bare? Without Again, else. only with a good no sugar. Four hundred grams of sugar on top. That's the only way. It's palatable. And you know that cornflakes have got more salt. Per gram than ready salted crisps. <laughs> is that true? It is true. Yeah. I also noticed the serving of cornflakes. They think <laughs> I love the serving recommendations. Yes, recommend the serving sizes. Oh, <laughs> Nick! Don't worry, that'll this. stop soon. There you go. That was quick. Yeah. Um, a, th- a thirty gram serving. That's what they recommend. Thirty grams, which is. A... I've, I measured it out once. Yes. it really is like a, an egg <laughs> cup full of cereal. But a thirty grams of cornflakes has eight fewer calories than thirty grams of frosties. That's, that's ridiculous. The, that, and obviously frosties are heavier, therefore you have fewer frosties yeah. than 30 grams. But, but still, you need fewer. Anyway. Exactly. So don't eat cornflakes. They're not good. Everyone thinks they're good for they're you. They're not good so for you. so much sugar on them, you're but, out, totally no, out but doing Forget the, the sugar. No, but there's no good in them anyway because yeah. they themselves have not much less glycemic load than sugar itself. I mean, they're, right. they're crappy, pappy, rubbish carbohydrates without any of the grain. So effectively, they're just rolled out yellow sugar without the sweetness. <laughs> you know, don't don't start mm, feeling mm. don't don't start start feeling smug. If you you know have all brown or something like that, at least it'll clear you out. But frankly, um, cornflakes stop the cornflakes now. Have you been conned by cornflakes for too long? No, you're we're liberate, we're freeing you, we're liberating have, you. Have anything you want for breakfast and go for a run. The rum is doing rum doing this podcast is brought to you by Kellogg's cornflakes. <laughs> no, by post. Po- uh, have you ever had grape nuts? No, I never have. They they basically break break your teeth. That's good. You like the um, what's the ones you like? Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Well, I quite like them because they because they have no pretense at being anything. <laughs> That's other right. Than they are just sugar in a bowl. Sugar in a bowl. Multicoloured bowl. They, what sugar. was it? Calvin and Hobbes had. They had uh, chocolate frosted sugar bombs. <laughs> I think that's what he had for breakfast. Yeah. No, that's a sort of at least that has no. I prefer American cereal like that. There's no pretense at all. Cinnamon Graham cereal. That's the. You like that? That's the way. Sometimes I find that that, that that actually breaches the sweet barrier. Really? Oh no, I have no sweet barrier. I do. Sometimes in the morning, I feel like something very savoury, and the notion of eating something sweet makes me feel ill. And have a piece of cheese or something. I almost I never eat breakfast. Almost never. That's bad. I know. I just don't, never hungry when I wake up. That's, that's irrelevant. It isn't irrelevant. That's no, it is. I you mean. have to force yourself to have something. That in sounds the morning. Like a very awful way to start. No, you should because then it it regulates your. Um, your insulin throughout the day, and you'll be less hungry later well, on. Well, it's, it's true. Time. When I do, I tend to have uh, it's better for you. porridge. Yeah, you should have porridge. Uh, porridge, porridge is very good. Fantastic, because that keeps you hungry. Yeah. Full forever. Yeah, because that's a proper slow-release carbohydrate with a little bit of maple syrup in it. Have some carb- have some porridge, everybody, in the morning. Have some corn. Have a bowl of porridge. Have some now. Have some with maple syrup. People don't think to put maple syrup in. Actually, it. you know what would be fantastic. quite nice in the porridge? Just pour a little bit of avocado in the porridge. <laughs> that would be a way egg, to start the day. Egg, eggy avocado and porridge. <laughs> I don't know they do that. I mean, in Northern Ireland, when I went for my my brother's wedding in oh, yeah. Northern Ireland, um, the hotel did what apparently is a traditional Irish thing, where they, you have single cream in your porridge with a bit of honey. Mm-hmm. And Irish whiskey. Oh my goodness. Very nice. I'm sure it's delicious. My mother starts the day every day like that now. <laughs> I hope she doesn't drive anywhere yeah. immediately afterwards. Well, without the. She, she, she'd run out of whatever liquor she was using. She was just searching the cupboards for any old spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of ouzo, that'll do. Pour, pour, it <laughs> over the, uh, pour it over the oats. But no, that didn't work. You know why ouzo is my go to unpleasant alcohol? No. It's because of the bottom episode. I've not seen that. Oh, everyone should watch the episode of Bottom. I thought I quite liked Bottom. Yeah, it was very good. It was very fun. A lot of people didn't. They did. They yeah. missed the point. Yeah, it was strange. It was rather a... like the people who missed the point of our episode ten now show parody. <laughs> so maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. No, it's well, ir- I, I... irritating and annoying. But yes, that's kind of that's kind of you know 
Yeah, so. I, I sympathise with people who who didn't enjoy that because didn't we enjoy were what the the the, the, uh, the now show now show because we were trying to be worse than the now show. I mean, that's pretty yeah. bad to start with. Yeah, that's true. And we were trying to be worse than it. So. Yeah, Quercus well, was very angry about that. So I should you obsessed with him now? Aren't you? I'm just I'm just I'm just reporting back his complaints about you, Mr. Walker. He likes me. He doesn't like you. That's true. Well, I can't yeah. blame him. Yeah. So the, uh, the I was thinking about Hugh Dennis. Yes. Of the Now Show fame, and I owe him an apology. You were Hugh, you were Hugh Dennis on the parody, so yes. I was, I was him, wasn't I? Yeah. And then since then I've discovered uh, Outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Now this is interesting, because a lot of people hear about this and they say, you what? You because, what? It, you know, there's a game that you can play um, that Martin, our friend, our friend Martin challenged mm-hmm. me to play, uh, which is the, uh, the Big Top game. What's that? What you do is you go into iPlayer. Mm-hmm. And you find an episode of Big Top. What? This new Amanda Holden, John Thompson, Tony Robinson sitcom. Never heard of it. Well, you should play this game, and you see how many minutes you can last. I lasted fourteen, and I beat everyone on all of Bemley. I'm the, right. the world champion really? of Big Top. I lasted fourteen minutes. Okay. Well, he has a challenge to yeah. all our listeners. See if anyone can get farther than fourteen minutes. What? What made of... you just end it all? Uh, I, um, it was. It's called Big Top, and it's on. What it's channel? on BBC One or right. Two. It's on iPlayer. Um, right. And if it's still running, of course, it may have finished. Mm. Please let it have finished. Otherwise, uh, just get it from, it's from some other, other sources. Maybe yeah. buy it on DVD. Buy, yeah, buy the DVD box set. <laughs> directors and see how much you can widescreen it. edition. It's the most. It's the most laboured and um, unpleasantly awful sitcom I've ever seen. It's, Worse than Dinner Ladies. It, it's. It's actually no, it isn't. But it. I found it genuinely comparable to Dinner Ladies. They formed mm. a straight line, right. as if they were in theatre. <laughs> Um, right. Again, and they did this straight line standing thing, saying these lines were. And for the entire like ten minute opening scene of this episode, I watched Tony Robinson was polishing a symbol. <laughs> maybe you polish symbols, I don't know, but I'm fairly certain you don't spend that long on each Especially one. Especially not in a line. Who was doing busy work polishing a symbol? Remember the dinner lady's busy work. Well, these these these, these pampered actresses who yes, clearly right. never done any catering in their lives, buttering they would butter these loaves of bread completely incompetently just yes. the whole time. Just do you remember? Yeah, I do remember. Whoops! And they'd use the back of a spoon because that's yes. what a dinner lady would probably do. Yes. Oh, remember the thick Asian one. Oh yes, because she was Asian. Therefore, she, she was, was Asian. And she was a bit stupid. That and makes then, you stupid being uh, Asian. Uh, and then the, 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 the naughty northern one, and, yes, and also, right. oh, that was a wonderful. Do you scene. remember when the stupid Asian one? Because she's Asian. Because she's stupid. Yeah. When. What's a broom? <laughs> oh, Victoria Wood is a national treasure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's a very angry national treasure. She's, an angry, she's a glowing, angry dump of uranium at the moment. Yes, that's true. Because um, the BBC promised that she, her regurgitated yeah. <laughs> nonsense would be on at prime time on Christmas Day. That's right. Christmas but instead, Day. they relegated her to the concentration camp that is the, when was it? 9pm on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes. When no one's watching, everyone's watching yeah. Christmas Day TV all day, but Christmas Eve, no one's on no, the telly no. on. And, and, so, <laughs> uh, and so who would have been there to listen to her sing Croak, Smack Me on the Body with a Woman's Weekly? <laughs> that's your favourite song ever. Yeah, well, she didn't sing it this time. She can't Aww. sing it. She's sort of croaked it with some very bad chrome key background. That's very disappointing. I, I genuinely oh, do want to see that. Oh, let's do it. Oh, let's do it today. <laughs> do you remember our Thor Heard character? We can't say we, it. We can't say it on the podcast. No, because it will bump us into... We basically wrote a little parody article some years ago about how 
suddenly the BBC had discovered that Victoria Wood was actually rubbish and there'd been yes. a, a very complicated con, a Ponzi scheme to pretend that she wasn't. And, and everyone, like Julie Walters, uh, could, could base, couldn't contain anyone. She confessed yes. that she'd been part of this scam. It's just for the money. And, and uh, of course, at the time, um, she was, Thora Heard was still alive. And yeah. Thora Heard made famous by her early portrayal of Nelly the Naughty Naughty word. N- n- naughty N-word. <laughs> yes. I just thought it, that's a sort of musical character. It's, who, such, it's the fun. <laughs> oh, I'm Nelly the Naughty N-word. <laughs> I was just watched, I rewatched uh, the Amanda Inucci shows, which are enti- on their, in their entirety on YouTube um, from 2001. Le- on that, that, that's not legal. No, it's not. It's completely against so the you didn't law. Do that. You were just doing so you could find out who posted up so you could report. That's right. I was reporting them to Channel 4 and to the Performing Rights Society. I imagine they're involved somehow. And Fast or whatever. And uh, to Mando himself. Yeah. I should have tweeted it to him. Yeah. And, and so on. And uh, in there, they used the N-word in one of the episodes. I was absolutely gobsmacked in 2001. Good heavens. I'm shocked. You can't use that anymore unless you are one. Well, it's not a very good, nice word to use. He used it brilliantly. The context mm. was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Such a clever, pro- that's such a clever program. Everyone should be watching it. Mm. Everyone should go to YouTube and watch. Uh, buy it on DVD. Apparently, it's still available. Yeah, um, I, w- I would get the Amanda Yunucci shows. Yeah, absolutely. They were they were really fantastic. And it turns out there were eight, and I only thought there were six. So I have two more left to watch. Oh, that must feel which like a lovely little treat. I've never two. I've never seen. Oh, which is very lovely exciting. Little treat. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm delighted. Amanda Yunucci is one of the few who hasn't gone rubbish. Mm. He hasn't. He, we were discussing this the other day. He is one of the few. And we were also talking about how there's no satire in the UK left, but the, he's, the, uh, he's the honourable exception. Well, of course, Yanucci yes. is the one man who's doing genuine satire in mm-hmm. the United Kingdom. I'm still, I haven't still have seen the most recent series of The Thick of It. It was marvellous. It was marvellous because it, um, it took the characters as we know them and just broke, right. allowed them to all basically have nervous breakdowns. Do you think Chris Langham should have been allowed to continue in that programme? Yes. I do too. Yeah. I think it was a little bit Stuff him with cream teas and yeah, just give him lots of cream. Put him back on the program. And from from what from what I read about him, he wouldn't need a lot of cream tea. Just it's, just a, a little bit of he he just need a he just need a photo of, of cream tea on his computer. <laughs> so every time he opened his his backdrop yeah. would have been a picture of a scone. Some... <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd have been fine. He'd have been fine. I, I find and as, as, I I find it difficult not to think fondly of him despite his flaws. I think of yeah. him as a flawed. Man who he's probably an, he was an abuse victim who reacted in the way that abuse victims tragically yeah. so often do, yeah. and many years and did it many years before he ever recorded an episode of the Thick of It. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so I have to say some of the, his best work though was um, was people like us, right? And if you have you listened to the radio series, of I listened to like a few it? of them. Yeah, you should listen to uh, listen to the radio program of people like us and watch the watch the television mm-hmm. program of it. And of course, he wrote the Muppet Show in the seventies. Um, so, so here you won't you, you won't hear any other broadcast or podcast saying "Here's to you, Chris Young, <laughs> wherever you are." What must he be doing at the moment? I I've, I've wondered. What does he do? Because he can't be employed anywhere. No. So, so what the hell does he do? Yeah, it's live really... off his wife. I mean, who did? No stu- I did notice that his wife and children all did st- absolutely did yeah. stand by him, yeah. stuck by him, which is significant because when when somebody really has gone beyond the pale, they tend not to. Actually, they tend. Well, to, indeed. I mean, if you yeah. if you know, I don't want to go into any no. any horrible specifics, but if he were doing anything terrible, then of course they wouldn't have. No, that. and they don't. And they really don't. No, I yes. think I think it was it was more of a tragedy. Yeah, it sounds a great, great tragedy. Uh, and, and and it's sad because he was actually a uh, phrases used badly, but he was probably a comic genius, a very understated comic genius, Mister Mister yeah. Langham. Um, so uh, let's. I hope. had genuinely hoped that they would run 
the next series would be about his being an MP who was in, uh, caught up in a scandal. I really thought Armando mm. might write that. Yeah, so. but even Armando just couldn't. No, no, but Armando, well, who knows? I mean, no, no, no. Actually, I think he couldn't because I remember when uh, Chris Morris was discussing um, when they were doing On the Hour. Right. And he said how Armando would, would just pull back from taking it right over the edge. He said that was Armando's Catholic yeah, Armando, side coming Armando out. Armando said himself, my Catholic guilt prevents me from yeah. going. Like, do you remember we asked him Especially, about... you know, Catholics and, you know, that, that area. Was, must, must be a difficult area to train. <laughs> that's in. true. Yeah. Oh my goodness, there's a cartoon in the current private eye, um, which is uh, a priest looking at the choir. Yeah, right. Saying, oh, I hate it when this, this whole place is just full of ex-lovers of mine. I thought that's <laughs> horrendous. Anyway, um, it, 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 it's nice. It's nice that the Catholics get the horrible reputation for a change, <laughs> rather than the usual suspects, you know, grinding up Christian blood. And that's sort of <laughs> it's not, it's not that they're the child abusers now, and so on. And they can have a turn. It's, it's having, yeah, they've had a go. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where I was going with all this now. You were going to Armando. Oh, Armando, we, we, appro- we approached him, didn't we? Asked him, you know, did you would, would you have preferred to be involved in Brassai? And he said his Catholic guilt would have yes. prevented him from being. Able we to we, do we, that we did have a, a oh in the next episode of in the next episode of Rumdings, we'll talk about our shall we? We'll, we'll talk we about our uh, our brief uh, foray into the world of comedy in the world of comedy where we met all of them on their way up, weren't they? They, um, they were genuinely on their way, genuinely up. That's were quite on their way up. Especially one of them who now we could never, because you'd have to fly to Los Angeles. That's true. Oh, that's a good teaser, because it's about yes. time to stop. That's it an excellent teaser stop. for the next episode. So, yes, Whereas so, anyone who's ever met me or spent more than 10 minutes in my company yes. will have already heard so, these so, stories. So, so, so John, once we've, once we've finished, I can give you a nice steaming plate of chips, but I can't put any salt in it because all our salt has disappeared. It's all gone. It's all gone. All gone. Thank you very much for being a, a listener. And, re- and remember, um, if, if any of the issues in this podcast have affected you personally, please email... Call the Radio 4 hotline. <laughs> or email podcast at rumdoings.com. That's absolutely true. Bye. Bye-bye.